0: Uh. Alright, thank you for joining us on the Oladipo for President Podcast Where we can all disagree who has the best fantasy football team But we can all agree, except for Tom, that it was dope when Depot dunked on LeBron that one time I hope you are doing well Everybody in the podcast world We are joined today Happy Waiver Wednesday It is the first Waiver Wednesday of the year it was kind of an accident because I think Stephen forgot to set it up, but it is waiver Wednesday today. Uh, we are joined by, with Tom Purdy. Tom, newcomer in the league. How you doing? I'm, I'm great, man.
1: Thanks for having me. And yeah. yeah, it's been a long time coming. It's been yeah. a long time coming. We've,
0: we, I've wanted you. I've actually, so I will say this. I've really been, I've been watching like a lot of fantasy football stuff and most of the leagues have 12 people in their league and we chose to have only 10 uh, to make so, it a little f- like nicer but I'm I was like I was like man I'd be okay with having 12 team league if we can get Tom and someone else cool in the league like maybe look like at an Andrew like you know Andrew Clevenger or something you know yeah I feel like yeah. that would be fun but I'm glad we finally got you in sad that we had to lose uh, paybody uh, but yep. I'm happy with the results if that makes sense
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's the funny thing that I don't think people know you added me into the group chat way well, before was it? like yeah it was three 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 or four years ago maybe yeah and it's it was been like, way before yeah and so I got to see all the drama from start to finish <laughs> um, got to be a part of it beforehand you get to so see it's, how it's,
0: I like to like twist the knife on people oh, sometimes I love it so I just, I'm always, I just always have a different opinion than people and that's that's probably that's probably a main reason why we started this podcast so that like people didn't just see me as as someone who's like being rude to people. Cause that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to like provide a different experience. And so this podcast, we try to bring people in and, you know, get their fantasy analysis, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad you can join us today. Um, and today we're going to talk about the the draft. We're going to talk about some waiver wire, some news. We got a lot of stuff on the the podcast today, uh, but my opening thoughts. So we're going to do some draft analysis and I'm going to be pretty honest with what I think of everyone's team. I'm sure y'all are not uh, surprised by that. I actually, so what we're going to do is we're going to rank. We have this, I, I have access to the fantasy pros, um, application, and they do draft analysis and they're just going to give me straight up like what ranking and how this all works out. I'm not going to go too far at throwing daggers, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to see, you know, obviously part of this is like, we all want to trade. We all want to trade. And so, you know, how do you take advantage of a player or, or a team that needs a running back or needs a wide receiver? If you have a lot of wide receivers like I do, um, maybe, you know, you can, you can take a look at how, how that works out. Um, but I want to say this as a cat, because none of our teams are perfect, right? Fantasy Pros currently ranks David as the top team, but Michael Gearhart is is at a 99%. And we all know that Alvin Kamara is currently in a weird spot with his with his contract and Kenyon Drake, his, his number two running back is, is in a walking boot. And so none of our teams are perfect. You will never, ever, ever win the draft. Uh, you know, you'll never win the season right off the bat with the draft. So if I am trying to criticize your team, just know that my team is just as bad as yours probably. (laughs) And that we're all in this together. We're all uh, going to trade with each other to try to tilt in a way that'll make sense for our team in the long term. So just know I, I mean it with love. I'm mostly talking about opportunities uh, to trade. I'm mostly talking about opportunities and, and how we can make our team better or even how we can draft better and how we can think about the draft uh, more efficiently. Um, so I hope that makes sense. And I hope you don't uh, unfollow this podcast that only has <laughs> the potential of our league <laughs> on, on the basis of uh, my draft analysis for you team. Um, So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our news section. And the biggest news of the week by far is that Leonard Fournette was formally cut by the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, We will talk a little bit more about this later on in our waiver portion as the waiver went crazy for Jacksonville uh, players. Um, But what do you think? What do you think was the main reason why Leonard Fournette, Tom, what do you think was, why do you think Leonard Fournette was cut uh by by the Jags. Well
1: yeah. No, no. Yeah, um, sorry,
0: I had it I had to get a drop in.
1: <laughs> oh no, you had to. But yeah, yeah. I mean the Jags definitely deserves exactly. every bit of that. Um I, I just think uh, multiple things. Leonard Fournette, I mean obviously a guy that has proven he can put up consistent numbers on the ground, yeah. uh, in the NFL. His talents there, He's a big you know his size. Yeah. Big big fella. I mean, definitely um, you know, takes his protein and, and, and does his thing <laughs> in the gym. So I think it's got to be something internal. I'm not sure what, um, but I think maybe the way he um, would get into altercations with teammates, there's been some reports on that. Yeah. I just think with, with Jacksonville's direction and with Jacksonville's uh, sort of, it seems like tank for for a brighter future. Yeah, um, Trevor by Lawrence. the way it looks. Yeah, I mean, Menchu's mustache is about the only thing holding <laughs> them together at this point. Exactly. Um, and I, I just think its they, they saw an opportunity to move on. And I think Fournette um, is probably happy, if I were to guess. I think he's hes looking for greener pastures yeah. as well. And I think he'll find that um, somebody's going to pick him up. I mean, without a doubt, totally. just a matter of who and, and in our league, obviously. And how much money
0: it will be, yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, the money and the, the logistics of it. But he's a good back. I think he'll, he'll bounce back. I think mm-hmm. it's a matter of fit and, and what team can can put him in a good situation. So yeah, maybe I, both parties benefited, in my opinion. Totally. So.
0: I, I think that Jacksonville is just trying to build a new team. And yep. and I think genuinely they just want to stay away from people like Leonard Fournette. Like Leonard has never really proven to be much of a leader on that team. Right. Um, I mean, his rookie year, he was like late for a team photo and got suspended for a game or something like that. <laughs> Like, he's never been... He's never seemed to be a team player. And right. I'm sure that they just want to build a new culture. And if that means getting rid of one of their highest draft picks that they've had in the last 10 years, um, because it just isn't worth it anymore. I, I think it has a lot to say about these other three running backs as well, uh, between Chris Thompson, Rickwell, Armstead, and Devino Zigabo. I think yep. all three of them are competent enough to, to make up for whatever uh, Leonard, you know, and they just don't want to teach their rookies how to be, you know, doofuses. Really, yeah, I think and, that's know, all it you is. Know,
1: it, yeah, it, it's it's funny you say that too. Like I said, with it benefiting both parties, Jacksonville knows they have three young backs that can all put in some time and yeah, and give them good minutes. And, and you know, they're probably going to look to make one of them their down for down back, or maybe keep a couple. You yeah. know, they they have the talent. And you know, with Fortnette like you said, a, a highly touted guy, definitely you know got to that celebrity status at LSU and not that he's necessarily a diva you know i've seen a lot of really cool videos of him with you know some fans and stuff but i mean internally you know if you're rubbing your teammates the wrong way and you know you're you're not doing what you need to do day in and day out like a team photo for god's sake you know know. they probably saw your rookie year
0: of all the years you would want to be in the team photo it would be like the one year that you're like the first year you know you're like that's awesome
1: yeah yeah you're you're giddy to be there man you're he was waxing his head before he got there (laughs) exactly that bald head right
0: (laughs) Anyway, so up next, uh, Alvin Kamara returns to practice today after having what is the next twist in this? In this whole story An epidural Which is wild So just to back up A tiny bit Alvin Kamara Early this week It was reported That he wasn't Showing up at practice And it happened To be uh, contract related Which you know Is pretty much One of the only Running backs In the league That sort of Looked like he was Holding out So it became Massive news Especially for someone Like Michael um, Who you know Obviously capped him With his first round pick um, Then it sort of Sounded like New Orleans was willing to trade Alvin Kamara which is like insanely stupid it's yeah. like one of the dumbest things that New Orleans could do because they still have him on his rookie contract and they don't really like Latavius Murray's like a good running back, but he's no Alvin Kamara. Like, and no. there's really nothing. I mean, maybe Devonta Freeman could do something, but like he's still kind of more close to like Latavius Murray in the strength compartment. He's not like this, like free, you know, small running back that Alvin Kamara is. So I kind of called BS right when I heard that they were willing to trade him, especially with Drew Brees' last season, um, Um, This year, I just they're gonna go for a Super Bowl and they need Kamara by their side, and so I kind of call bull crap on that. And then they they, it sort of stated later that Kamara uh, was working out a deal and that he'd be back today. He went back today, but I, I think it was also released that Alvin Kamara had an epidural while he was gone, which is wild. If you're thinking that an epidural, you know, you don't know what an epidural is, I don't really know much either, but it is a it is basically a shot to your spine, it's basically what happened happens when, you know, you have a, a you know, a pregnant a person is giving birth oftentimes they will get an epidural to, to give birth um i'm sure some of you knew that but um you know normally you do that i was listening to stefania bell from espn and she was saying that you normally do that if you have nerve you know some nerve pain or some nerve damage and that that's pretty substantial if you ask me you know two weeks away from the the, the season <laughs> starting and you're getting an epidural that's kind of a big deal um I don't know, though. I mean, he's still young. I mean, sure, he's like, you know, obviously someone you want to have on your team. uh, But but having an epidural (laughs) like that is is not a great sign. Um, And then lastly, this is is news uh, that I think you'll enjoy. Mahomes and company got their rings. I know you shared Travis Kelsey getting his rings. Dude, those rings look pretty dope, didn't they? They look sick. I, I I think the
1: Super Bowl ring, just having that on your finger anywhere you go, I would never take that off. Oh, I'm totally. You right now, never. Um, it's good so for cool. them. Good for Andy Reid, too. I know he's oh, celebrated. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for him, man. And obviously, Mahomes, I hope that ring gets them, you know, about 50 points a week this year.
0: <laughs> so we'll see. It should get a lot of them paid. So we'll, oh, we yeah. hope for that, too. All right. So that's it for our news today. Um, next, we will talk about the waiver wire. Uh, so on the waiver wire, I'll go ahead and pull this up so Tom can see it. Maybe he can't. Yep. So we'll go all the way back from the draft. It looks like right off the bat, uh, Steven picked up Chris Hernan for no money, uh, a little bit of tight end depth. Um, then J Mack picked up Tom Brady, which I think he later dropped. Um, I picked up Damien Harris dropping Deandre Washington. Um, Damien Harris seemed like he's doing pretty well at camp, but just like anybody in the Patriots backfield, it's just hard to trust them. And yep. so Deandre Washington was my last round pick and that's kind of, you know, how it goes. I later dropped him. Um, looks like. Steven then before the waiver wire made the unfortunate choice of picking up Bryce Love from Washington for Chris Thompson, dropping Chris Thompson of Jacksonville. Chris Thompson obviously became came very valuable uh, after the news of Leonard Fournette being cut. Uh, but Bryce Love, you know, here's the here's the thing. I, I'm not. I'll say this later too. I'm not crazy about these running backs from Washington or Jacksonville. Like I know that Washington, like I know both of them, like starting running back will give you marginal depth. Like I know that it's like an obvious, like you want a starting running back, but like for these teams like Washington or Jacksonville, there's no way that these teams are going to be good enough to like really merit like high trade value is what I'm trying to say. And so um, you know, dropping Bryce left for Chris, Chris Thompson, um, like hindsight's 50, 50 wasn't a great move, but like if, if that Leonard Fournette news came out, uh, didn't, you know, didn't come out, this would be a pretty average, um, waiver wire. And then right before we had, um, Prather who picked up Anthony Miller, a pretty competent, uh, receiver without a quarterback. You have, um, boss who dropped Carlos Hyde for Curtis Samuel. Um, I actually like that move a lot because Curtis Samuel, they're starting to talk about how Teddy Bridgewater can go downfield a little bit more. Uh, Curtis Samuel should be a pretty good pickup. And then Steven picked up Benny Snell uh, and dropped Nikhil Harry, uh, which is kind of a big tilt on Nikhil Harry. Uh, Kind of maybe more of a conversation about how he's going to get the football with, uh, you know, obviously can't, you know, uh, Cam, uh, you know, throwing the ball. I'm not sure that that's going to be a great opportunity for him, but who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then you had David who picked up Ryan Nall um, over and dropping Darrell Henderson. Um, Ryan Nall is the seeming kind of the backup besides Tariq, uh, Tariq Hill at, wow, Tariq Cohen at um, in, in Chicago. I think he's a rookie if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But he, he, I, I think he, Kind of blew up a little bit of camp. And then we had the waiver. No, we don't. I'm sorry. We had a we had Malcolm Brown was picked up dropping Bryce Love for Steven. And then we had J Mac who dropped uh Tom Brady himself. And then we had the waiver wire, the first big waiver wire of the year.
1: Dollar dollar bills, y'all.
0: So Chris Thompson <laughs> was picked up um a week ago for zero dollars. And then and then dropped and then picked back. Oh no, he was drafted and then dropped and then picked back up for $22. 20% of the, of the fab went to Chris Thompson, a 29 year old, uh, seemingly the rushing, uh, favorite out of Jackson. Oh, sorry. I'm s- He, he, looks like he's probably the most talented of these backs. He definitely has the most experience. Uh, Michael picked him up for $22 Uh, that beat out a bid from Steven at $22. Now, the reason why that beat him out is because he had a higher waiver priority. We still have waiver priorities that are the, that basically beat out, um, you know, when, when somebody uh, chooses the same amount of money as someone else. So Michael beat out Steven with his $22 and the next highest bid was disher at four bucks, which is insane to me. Like basically it was, I bet it was Steven and Michael dollar,
1: dollar bills. Y'all. Steven
0: and Michael probably talked to each other saying, how much do you think you're going to spend on this? And that's what they ended up spending because like, I'm sure that there was a conversation there because literally nobody else was spending anything more than four or $3 <laughs> disher went for four bucks. David went for $3. Crandall went for $0 and I put a zero dollar bid in too. I put a zero dollar bid on all these players just thinking they are literally all even. There's no way that anyone in their right mind can make a determination about who is going to be the leading back out of here. Um, this team is trying to get Trevor Lawrence and they're just going to do whoever's healthy and they're going to do whoever ends up producing week one or three you know like yeah. there's no there's no there's no sense here and so yes you win the dollar dollar, dollar bills award dollar this bills, week Stephen and michael for bidding 22 i mean it, it could work out for you chris thompson could be a top 10 back and let's hope that it justifies 20 percent of your fab um <laughs> what do you think about that i mean do you did you do any research on on these three
1: I, I I've done a little bit, uh, mostly just because of Fournette leaving. I did a little research on just who they had. I think you're right in saying Thompson's probably just with his experience. Yeah. Um, you know, being a vet, I think he's probably their, their number one option if I were to guess. Yeah. Um, but, I. <sighs> So definitely, camp, definitely, definitely. I don't know if it's worth. Yeah. I wouldn't say worth a you know that much of your fab, but so, you know maybe it could work out for him. It really could with, so with the, how much they're not going. The throw. camp,
0: the depth chart said that Raquel Armstead was actually their lead back. Um, Chris Thompson's actually number three on the list, but if you ask many football people, they would say that Chris Thompson is actually like probably the most talented of them. It's just their death chart shows Raquel Armstead as, as the lead back. The other note to this is that $22 for a lead running back is a great price. It really is. But I think the reason why y'all get the, the dollar deal of bills, y'all dollar award this week is because we are in a time of COVID and at any single moment in this in this year, I mean, like Benny Snell was dropped. It, you know, what if James Conner gets COVID? Now, James Conner is a guy who dealt with cancer. If he gets COVID, he's likely out for like seven weeks. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Like You want to protect a player like that. He's on his contract year too. Is he going to be super willing to come back being sickly coming off cancer? And so there's an aspect to some of this, that if this week three and Benny Snell is on the market, And he's the lead backup behind James Conner. It's not even close. I mean, Anthony McFarlane might come into that conversation, but like, let's just say that Benny Snell's out there on the market. He's going to go for like something like 20, 30 bucks, like easily. Yeah,
1: You know, the, the funny thing with Benny Snell, I'd be, I obviously UK guy, mostly basketball, but. He had a really good run at <clears throat> Kentucky, and I think he's a guy with a lot yeah. of talent. Definitely hungry, good enthusiasm. And they love him.
0: They love him. Yeah. I'm a big Steelers fan, and I know that there, his camp report was massive. Like they, yeah. they, they yeah. love him. Yeah,
1: yeah, love him. And I think, like you said, I mean, if you could hold off until you know, and like you said, just with the, the times that we're in, and James Conner you know, his past uh, health issues and circumstances, that could be a heck of a pickup for you somebody. You could literally
0: say that about anybody. You say that about Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara gets, you know, COVID He had an epidural at the beginning of the season. He dealt with knee issues last year and he's on a contract year as well. So, I mean, there's an aspect to some of this, like Dalvin cook, Alexander Madison is going to, you know, he's already on a roster, but like, you know, it's going to be the same when, you know, uh, Marlon Mack gets dropped in the middle of the season and Jonathan, you know, Jonathan is like the, the, the lead back. And then he gets, sick or something like everyone's going to have a backup that you need to store and $22 like at this point in the season is just a really like a big amount of money. Now, again, if Chris Thompson ends up being like a decent back, let's just say if he's in the top 20, that's a, that's a hell of a move. Like that's a great move. Yeah. But like, in the time of COVID when like literally they're going to be, they're going to be easily like 15 running backs on our waiver right. wire right now that are in the top 30 because of COVID, like that's just going to happen. And cool. so in my mind, you've got a 12 week, you know, you've got a, you got a, a 14 week, 13 week season. I, I think we go to 16 if you're, yeah, we go to 16. If you're in the championship. So you have a 14 week season. You got to split that up. You get split up, you know, pre preseason to drop 20 is just a lot. So I don't know know maybe it, it might work out it might it might be kind of rough but
1: gear hearts may have some up their sleeve man you never know exactly never know exactly they you might they might
0: have some inside I, i'm not doubting the gear i'm just kind of laughing because they both put the same bit on and <laughs> it just feels like they probably talked about it oh yeah I, they, I might be completely wrong and they would never admit that they did but <laughs> here we are so <laughs> the actual starter out of camp went to david camp um, Raquel Armstead for $10. That beat out Michael's bid of $16 only because he didn't have roster space because he already rostered Chris Thompson. And so, uh, David Camp bid 10 bucks. Uh Michael bid 16. Crandall and I both bid $0. Just thinking, like, I'll clean up with whoever's left. <laughs> um, the next one on our waiver why he ended up dropping Ryan Nall, who again is kind of the clear backup uh right now for uh Montgomery and Tariq Cohen in Chicago. So if that if that um if that Montgomery uh problem ends up going into into the season, Ryan Nall might be the starter. And with Chris Thompson, he actually was uh with that addition, Michael ended up cutting Naeem Hines, who's kind of a low key, like someone you should watch because he's, he gets a lot of receiving work out of that uh, Indiana backfield and he could be a baller. Uh, We really don't know um, how that, that running back room is going to fall out. Um, Up next, we had Devonta Freeman who was picked up for $3 uh, dropping Curtis Samuel, who I, who I liked earlier that beat out a $0 bid from David camp. Um, that's not a real dollar dollar bill y'all i was the was the previous one so it was ten dollars down to 16 so that was pretty that's pretty good victory there for david i but, agree yeah bench go ended up getting devonta freeman cutting curtis samuel this might be a pivot thinking that jacksonville might go after devonta freeman there's also a lot of like um conversation about chicago picking up devonta freeman there's just a lot of conversation around devonta freeman oh yeah right now i ended up getting the young gun divine o- ozigabo uh for zero dollars that beat out David's $6 bid because he ended up picking up Raquel Armstead for 10, but I got like literally maybe 30% of that backfield for $0. And I'm super happy about that. There's a lot of uh, rumor out of camp that divine has played really well that, um, you know, Chris Thompson, I think Chris, let me think. No, I think it was Raquel Armstead has actually, actually had COVID and so he wasn't at camp like at all and so Whoa. I think that they made this move just on the basis of of Divine and Chris Thompson and so I feel really good about that thinking that you know obviously Divine is their young gun um there I think Raquel I th- I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken they might be the same age um I'd have to look that up but I'm pretty sure Divine is like a two year guy and I think Raquel is like a two or three year guy <laughs>
1: uh, yeah Raquel's 23 and then um um... Divine's 22. Okay. So they're right. Oh, 20, no, they're both 23. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, both the same age. So it's
0: probably a really good conversation between those two. And then Chris Thompson's like the veteran that'll help them move forward. Um, and then Steven ended up picking up Ryan Edwards, dropping Benny Snell jr. I don't really know much about Brian Edwards. Um, I think I heard something that he was doing well out of camp, but he then ended up dropping Benny Snell jr. I'm not sure that Benny Snell is really rosterable in our league, unless we start to hear anything about James Connor. Um, the James Connor, you know, owner might want, or, you know, manager might, I don't like using the word owner. That feels very weird uh, in (laughs) fantasy football, but, uh, the James Connor, you know, manager might want to consider getting, uh, you know, uh, consider getting Benny Snell, but that's not really, I don't think he's super rosterable. So that was the waiver wire. And next we're going to talk through the power rankings of, of our draft. And again, I am simply using a, I'm using a, um, fantasyprose.com. They have a my playbook and they do draft rankings. I'm not saying that these are my draft rankings. I'm simply just judging off of what uh, fantasy pros is telling me. So don't at me if you disagree with my analysis. It's not my analysis. So basically the draft ring is we'll go from bottom to top. Um, It ranges from a hundred down to 75. Um, And at the 10th position, we have Andrew Crandall. Now a majority of this, I would imagine has to do with the fact that Leonard Fournette was cut from his team. And that was like pretty much you know, the running back group that, uh, that he has now fantasy pros would say that his receiver group is, is pretty top notch. Um, let me, let me actually use this league and now analyzer. Let me see how that works out. Yeah. So, so they would, he would, so, okay. Fantasy pros would say that, um, of the positional ranks, Drew's actually number one for receivers. He's third for defense. He's fifth for tight end. He's ninth and 10th for uh QB and running back. Now, no, you know, QB and running back is not a real, um, a really great metric to, or I'm sorry. QB is not a great metric in our league. Um, QB is obviously often we, we this is a league that streams QB uh, and we'll talk about that with your draft in a moment here Tom but in a yep. lot of ways like we end up keeping quarterbacks in the waiver wire and just that that ends up being the big waiver wire um, of the week usually it's quarterback if you don't have you know Patrick Mahomes or whatnot so it ended up giving him you know first and second at receiver position pretty good defense but obviously he's looking for some running backs um, as well well as potentially a tight end yeah. that that you know he might be pretty high in his tight end I actually don't know who is tight end let me look at the draft here it looks like it was Darren uh, Waller lady, or wait, Darren Waller yeah Darren Waller Darren Waller is yep. a really great tight end and i remember Las Vegas coming out like it was Gruden that came out and said like we run our offense through the tight end and I'm like what the hell does that mean (laughs) like what does that mean like shouldn't you run your team out of your quarterback but hey obviously they like they like Darren Waller I like Waller I think he's a a great player but unfortunately Drew you did get the 10th position which is a big it's fine though. Again, just happy it wasn't me. Just, just happy exactly. Wasn't me. And then the next position was Tommy Buns here. Um, now let's let's just note this. So the top position got a hundred points on this ranking. Drew got seventy five, and then the next position is actually Tom who got ninety two. So when I say you're ninth, it's not like you're bad. You're literally eight points away from the top position. Now Drew was a bit off, but that's that's you know Fournette, further here to be said. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and it is like exactly like you said. It's Fournette. Um, that that's definitely driving it down. If Fournette signs with Chicago like today, oh his his team will go right back up. Like it it will go back to like a ninety three ninety two status on this on this thing. So looking at your position, it looks like you ended up getting number one in quarterback. That's definitely with that Patrick Mahomes business. Um, you got your second and third uh, of our of our group and t- and running back your second and tied in your third um, up next. You have defense. That's that's eighth position. That's actually not too bad. Defense is a real streamer for our league. Who did you end up getting? You got the Seahawks. They're a really good defense, so I'm sure. I'm sure that has to do with scheduling. Uh, receiver, you're ninth. So let's look at your receivers. You got T.Y. Hilton, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks. So the thing about the thing I don't like about Mike Evans, I think he was probably great where you picked him because I'm sure you picked him with you know you'd so I think D wasn't DJ Moore taken right before I think that's what happened. I believe so yeah. Yeah I think DJ was taken right before I I don't personally like love Mike Evans um because I think Jameis Winston used to throw it to him uh, kind of wild you know, like he kind of put him in weird positions and Mike was able to make the most of it. Tom is so much more of a conservative quarterback that it might end up hurting a little bit, but they might also be able to use Chris Godwin and, you know, Gronk to get Mike Evans more open. So I think that's a really like a two sided die there. Like it, it could be good for you or it could be kind of tough for you. Definitely. Um, definitely. Ty Definitely. I think will have a, a lot of upside uh, with Philip rivers. Um, Brandon cooks is, is a, you know, receiver for the LA Rams at the very least, he's got a decent quarterback who can get him the football. Yep. Um, so it makes sense. You know, and you got Sammy Watkins there too. I, Sammy Watkins can be a real play if you're um, you know, if, if Tyree kill or anybody kind of around that camp goes down. So that's really not too bad of a a, a team. It's just obviously, you know, in, and then later on you picked Aaron Rodgers as your second quarterback. Now, we should note that not a lot of people end up picking two quarterbacks that that is really league dependent. And so you might have been in a league, you know, previously who picked a a couple quarterbacks. Our league really never picks up multiple quarterbacks. Um, and Aaron Rodgers uh, is, is a decent quarterback for sure. You probably stole, you know, quarterback from J Mac or David who ended up picking a quarterback later, you know, David ended up picking Josh Allen, which is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, J Mac picked Matt Ryan, I probably would have picked Aaron Rodgers over either of those two, just thinking that he is a decent quarterback. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really the only analysis that I have for you is that you probably don't want to pick another quarterback and you ended up getting uh, another tight end too. you got Jared cook. I mean, those, that bottom, the bottom three rounds is really you throwing darts. Jared cook could be a big player out of this team. Um, it's just obviously, you know, and he's a big boy. He, he should be able to be pretty good. Um, you know, and you also have Mark Andrews, who who's a great running, who's a great tight end. Um, obviously, he's he's kind of one of those question marks. You never you never really know. And so, it was probably smart of you to pick up Jared Cook late, uh, just to make sure that you had that position covered. Um, right. So, how do you feel about your team?
1: You know, first year in, I I think I do have quite a bit of firepower with Mahomes and, and Zeke, kind of at the the helm there. Um, you know, Mike Evans, like you said, <clears throat> one of the big things with uh, you know, my my belief in him as I think Brady more than anyone has shown with big receivers, big targets. Yeah. he can he can get him the ball. Yeah, you know, with uh, Randy Moss, Gronk over the years. So, totally. um, and then with with a guy like you know Aaron Rodgers there too, stealing a quarterback that kind of was my philosophy, and and with Mahomes too, I believe he missed four or five games last year. Gotcha. Possibly. Yeah. Um, so you never and, know, yeah. And, and to to have a guy, I mean, after a Super Bowl run, it's a long year. It's a lot of a lot of games, a lot of mileage, and yeah. Um, you know, the year after Super Bowls for most teams uh, can be can be dicey. Don't think that'll probably happen with Pat, but totally. Uh, Aaron's a guy that you can definitely throw in, and I really liked Brita. Um, I've I've liked Brita since he was in San Francisco, and. Um, with yeah. Joe Mixon, his health can be a little bit of a concern and, you know, Zeke being a guy that has gotten into some, um, issues, yeah. like, you know, COVID, you gotta have something. yeah. Gotta be secure well, and, and, and here's make another sure you guys are J- taken care
0: of. J.K. Dobbins. They just recently said J.K. Dobbins is going to get a lot of work. So, I mean, oh, he yeah. might, he might oh, yeah. end up being like a little sleeper for you there.
1: I love J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. And like you said, too, a lot of really good things out of, out of camp. And I think that'll be big if, totally. if he can step up in that. A uh, flex position for me too. So sure. uh, I was happy with it though. First year in, awesome. you know, yeah. obviously some things to learn and um but I, I really do uh, I do like it and you know yeah. we'll see what we can do. So. All right.
0: So at the eighth position we had Steven. Um so again it was Tommy it was Drew at 75, Tommy at 92, Stephen at 93. So only one point higher was Stephen. Um, he ended up being first overall in running back. That's with his uh, run CMC and Nick Chubb, even David Johnson type combination. Um, he was third in flex. Uh, he was fifth in quarterback. His quarterback is Kyler Murray, obviously a player that is kind of lower-ish on the ranks, but has a lot of upside to grow. Um, he was seventh in receiver. His leading receivers are... Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, and Tyler Lockett. He's also got Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, Deshaun Jackson, Nikhil Harry. So Deshaun Jackson recently, I think there was like some injury news that might've pushed Deshaun Jackson up or Deshaun. Yeah, so I think there was some injury news. So Deshaun Jackson was a pretty good pick. He ended up dropping Nikhil Harry. Uh, Debo Samuel is playing for a running team. Marquise Brown um, obviously is a pretty big great op- opportunity there. Um, Tyler Lockett is one of my favorite receivers out of Seattle and Kenny G should be really good. They just happen to not, um, you know, stack up to the rest of the, the league that picked up receivers early. Um, his de- defense was eighth, which I think is very, very funny. He was very proud of his Indianapolis Colts <laughs> defense. Their opening schedule is pretty good. They got Jacksonville first off, you know, Jacksonville is going to be an easy day for the Colts. Um, Maybe not actually. I I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like Jacksonville is always. I guess you can give us some analysis there. I feel like Jacksonville always puts up a fight against the Colts for some reason.
1: Yeah, I I agree. You and and the thing with the AFC, you're at our conference. You know. More specific, our division, more specifically, they always give the Colts a good totally. run. I feel like we're, you know, we've we've been at the top of it for long enough. But yeah, I, I think the Colts defense—they're, you know, Darius Leonard. You got Malik Coker. You got yeah. some guys that can make a play on the ball. So not a not a bad pick.
0: You know, not a bad honor, pick. So it was just—I'll give him a. I think it was funny how proud he was of it. Oh, he loved it. <laughs> he, he was loved so it. into it. Yeah, and it was so he got Jacksonville up front. He's got Minnesota, New York Giants or Jets. That those are two great teams. Then he's got Chicago, who I think probably will have it put together, pulled together by then. Um, Whether or not it's Foles or Trubisky, it's probably going to be Foles. Um, And then you have Cleveland who could be a, a bit of a shooter you have Cincinnati who also could be a bit of a shooter this year they go into a buy and then they have Detroit so he's probably not going to keep him all the way into Cincinnati in the buy but who knows maybe Cincinnati's uh, kind of a pooper this year as well um, so Steven was in the eighth position um, up next was Devin Bossingham at the seventh position he scored 95 points so Devin Bossingham ranked first in defense uh, let me see if I can pull up his his page Devin Devin ranked first in defense. He was fourth in receiver, fifth in flex. So his receivers, he had Deandre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Cortland Sutton, and AJ Green, who, who I think, you know, obviously looks like a pretty good receiving core. Oh, he yeah. was sixth in running back. So that happened to be Dalvin cook and Chris Carson, Mark Ingram and Devin Singletary. Um, Dalvin cook is a great pick, especially for what he, what he gave up for it. Chris Carson, um, is is a pretty great running back, but he struggles with he struggles with uh, fumbling. I ended up picking Le'Veon Bell over Chris Carson in the moment, um, just on fumbling. Now I'm going to pay for that because I think Le'Veon Bell is having some issues with the Jets. So I actually do regret that pick, and I wish I had Chris Carson on my team. Um, but that's what it is. Mark Ingram. So there's already reports out of camp that um, you know Tommy Buns is J.K. Dobbins is going to play a little bit. Um, in, into the role. So that might in, end up eating into Mark Ingram's time. And Devin Singletary also has a rookie uh, Zach Moss uh, that's kind of breathing over his neck. So that might be why Devin's in the sixth position on running back his quarterback this year is Deshaun Watson that put him in the sixth position. Deshaun Watson obviously has a lot of upside um, and, and obviously they're a team that has a lot of reshaping to do uh, losing Deandre Hopkins. And then his tight end was Evan Ingram and Austin Hooper that was also in the sixth position. So he was number one in defense, fourth and fifth in receiver and flex, and then sixth place in all quarterback tight end and running back. Um, So he's got a pretty decent defense. He's got San Francisco. He ended up uh, getting San Francisco in the 13th round, which is a pretty good, pretty good spot to get the number one defense. Um, you know, obviously that depends on their matchups. I guess they have. So looking at it, they have Arizona, New York, New York, Philadelphia, Miami, L.A. Rams, which is going to be a tough one. He's got New New, New England, who will probably figure it out by then. And then Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and then they're by. Um, so bench goat in the seventh position. Up next is the sixth position, tied with bench goat, um, is me at ninety five. Um, I was third in the league for receivers. I was. Uh, fourth in the league for quarterback, fourth in the league for, for defense. Um, and we're, where I'm notably rough is, is uh, running back. So I am seventh in the league for ty- or running back and seventh in the league for tight end. So my receivers that are of, no, I have Julia, Julio, <laughs> Julio. <laughs> Julio. I, I have Julio. No, I have Julio Jones, Juju Smith, Schuster, Odell Beckham, Stefan Diggs, Will Fuller, Deontay Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders. There's not a single name on that list that I don't like. Um, I, the only thing I have an issue with is that I picked Deontay Johnson, as well as Juju Smith Schuster. And a lot of drafts, I never got Ju- Juju Smith Schuster and Deontay Johnson was kind of a staple for me. I was always going to get Deontay Johnson because I got him like a round earlier than I should have. And so Deontay Johnson is in my mind, like kind of a, a sleeper wide receiver one. Um, Julio's a great receiver, Odell Beckham, you know, obviously a top five type talent got him in the fifth Stefan Diggs. The only reason why I'm really in on Stefan Diggs is because it's on a new team and I think this new team will really use him to his potential Will Fuller is now in my opinion the wide receiver one out of Houston now that they lost DeAndre Hopkins um, if he can stay healthy, he's a baller. So that's oh, yeah. my receivers. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. But the running back core on the other hand is is to fight for I got Clyde Edwards Hilaire who could be a top type running back out at of, a, at a, you know, Kansas City. Um, there is some question of whether or not Damian Williams next year will come back and take some, take some toll off that. And we'll even see if Clyde ends up picking up like he should. Um, you know, obviously he has a massive opportunity to do so. And that's, that's what I'm really banking on. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is a rough pick for me. I was, I was so bummed that it, I, you know, J- Jordan ended up taking uh, James Conner, who I really wanted. If, if I had James Conner, I wouldn't have picked Juju. I would have probably picked, um, looking at that. It would have probably been AJ Brown or Keenan Allen. I probably would have gone with Calvin Ridley, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, got to have a Steeler or two on my team. Tight end, I went for Hunter Henry. Um, Not a great pick. I'm not happy about it, but whatever. I'll end up streaming tight end and defense. I got the Buffalo Bills who are a pretty decent, decent defense. So I was at the sixth position. All right. Looking at the top five. And I don't mean, for this to go too long, but hey, we're going to do this. Top five. We had uh, prayther at 95 again, tied with me and boss at 95. Uh, looks like he's number one currently in, in our flex ranking. <laughs> Um, let me try to pull him up over here. Okay. So he was number one in flex reigning. He was number two in defense, number three in running back and number three in quarterback. He is 10th in receiver and ninth in tight end. So his running backs, his running back group, that was third. He had Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, and Jonathan Taylor, Philip Lindsay. I don't think Philip Lindsay is much of a running back, but Hey, there you go. Um, you got Saquon Aaron and Jonathan. That's a pretty ball in group. Um, his, defense. He ended up picking up uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Good good job doing that. I, I endorse that pick his tight end. He got he got Gronk in the seventh. Now, this is my real problem with him is that he got Gronk in the seventh and then he got Hayden Hurst in the tenth. Now, I think Gronk is going to be a great player, but he, he's also like two years removed. And so there's an element to some of this that's like I did. and they also have so many tight ends in Tampa Bay. Like who really knows who, you know, Tom Brady's obviously going to prefer Gronk, but what if Gronk gets hurt? Like that's a seventh round pick that you could have gotten, you know, <laughs> cream hunt or, you know, Zach Ertz is right there too. That OJ
1: Howard, OJ Howard's a heck of a tight end. Yeah. You can and so step right in.
0: you could have honestly gotten Gronk probably in the 12th or the 13th. Um, Tommy, we did a mock draft and you took Gronk pretty high. Would you have taken him earlier than the 12th or the 13th? Um, probably
1: not. I did a lot more
0: looking into it. Yeah, I actually am a big OJ
1: Howard guy. Yeah, yeah. I just Gronk lost a lot of weight. He's a year removed, and yeah. I just I I don't know if that that effect that he had in New England will will carry over. I just I think he's a, a big play guy, third totally. down. Um, you know, and you know, red zone target late, but I just think OJ Howard is is going to get a lot of minutes. Yeah.
0: So. And hey, he backed it up later with a pick in Hayden Hurst. I really wanted Hayden Hurst. So I was I was kind of shocked that he picked him. I was kind of looking at the tight end map and I was like, you know, nobody everyone has their tight end. I'm going to be able to get Hayden Hurst in like the 12th or the 13th round. And then he ended up picking Hayden Hurst and I was like, what the heck? And so, he a great up, pick. yeah, That's it a great was pick. a great pick there. It just was confusing when he picked up Gronk um, over Cream Hunt, you know, kind of a confusing right. pick. Um, but he ended up, so his receiving core is also in the 10th position. He has Cooper cup, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Jared Judy, um, Mike, Williams, Micko Hardman. So Cooper Cup is a pretty balling player. He's got a lot, they've got a lot of mouths to feed in LA. So that's kind of the issue there. DK is a massive player, um, but I think Tyler Lockett is low-key the better receiver in Seattle. Um, Terry McLaurin doesn't have a quarterback. You know, they just named Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback. That's the worst opportunity for Terry McLaurin. He should really have Alex Smith. That would be a better option for them. Um, Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, Michael Hardman aren't really to speak for. Um, you know, just kind of late. Uh, value picks. Uh, but Prather looks like he's got a, he's got a really solid foundation with Saquon Aaron and Jonathan Taylor. Those That should serve him really well. He also has Dak Prescott, who was the number, I think he was the number three quarterback last year. So like that should be pretty good. Um, up next, we have Disher who is in the fourth position. It was, it was in the fourth position. Um, you know, we had 95, 95, 95, and then dish was 98. So he is second in quarterback. He's got, uh, who's his quarterback. He's got Lamar Jackson which he's debatably first overall with that pick. Cause Lamar was a, a scoring monster last year. He was second at tight end, which he grabbed George Kittle pretty early in the draft. And he was second at receiver um, with Michael Thompson uh, and really nobody. Uh, oh, Robert Woods. Sorry. Michael Thompson and Robert Woods is pretty, is his receiver. I was going to say, otherwise he has Sterling Shepard, Jamison Crowder, Robert Anderson, Robbie Anderson. I low key love Robbie Anderson. I low key love Jamison Crowder. I don't really like Sterling. Lane Shepard at all Um, so he but he was still second in position that way he was eighth in defense with with LA Chargers and then ninth with running backs Uh, that's with Miles Sanders and then his RB 2 is Ronald Jones so I mean his running backs are are definitely needing some work i think miles sanders is hurt currently i'm not sure okay he's yeah he is hurt but he's expected to be ready for week one never great to have a hamstring injury early in, in earlier in your season and then ronald jones is like the the clear starter for the tampa bay bucks but i mean what does that really mean uh, right. in Oriani? shout
1: out to dish but man we're gonna have to go to the mucky duck and talk about the running backs man I don't
0: yeah know what happened. we got to figure that out Up next at 99 points out of 100, again one point away from the top position is Michael Gearhart. Um, Michael, yeah, Taylor Rex ended up getting uh, in this. He's fourth overall with running backs, which is Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, Raheem Mostert, Latavius Murray. Um, He also got Boston Scott, and then later cut Naeem Hines. Alvis obviously, we talked about Alvin. I'm I'm sure he's lower in the rankings right now because of Alvin's uh, negligence. But you know, Kenyon Drake was also in a walking boots. So I'm sure he's he's also uh, a bit lower in the rankings. He was then sixth on defense. He has the New Orleans Saints. He was sixth in receiver with Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, and AJ Brown, Michael Gallup, Marvin Jones Jr., Preston Williams. I love all of his receivers. I don't know why he's yeah. necessarily sixth there. Um, all of his receivers have high upside, so I think he did a very good job, especially getting Preston Williams in the 13th round. I think that's a Heck great a pick. pick. He's got a uh, tight end. He's uh, his, his ranked eighth. Uh, Tyler Higby, a, a a lot of mouths to feed. Tyler Higby's a, a baller, especially at the end of the season last year. Um, but I'm I'm guessing he's likely going to be streaming tight ends uh, throughout the year. He ended up getting the ninth quarterback as well uh, with Carson Wentz. Um, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical about whether or not Carson Wentz will be his Week One starter. He I think he's coming off an injury right now. Yeah. Injury isn't major, but there's a lot of receivers that are kind of going down uh, in, in Philly. So who really knows? Uh, but good good picking at 99. He's the number three on our team and in, in our league. Number two. Now, this is kind of a, a cool, a cool little moment. Jay Mack, who um, traditionally, you know, uh, hasn't been hyper successful in our league picked number two now that's that's awesome so he ended up getting Derrick Henry Austin Ackler James Connor uh, for his running backs for his receivers he got Allen Robinson Keenan Allen Devontae Parker like all those picks you got Jarvis Landry John Brown and Golden Tate pretty decent so he's second in flex and then he's actually uh, fourth in tight end fifth in running back fifth in defense eighth at quarterback his quarterback is Matt Ryan and yeah. eighth at receiver um, and so he's got a really balanced team is what I think fantasy Pros is telling me. Um, so, if you were to ask me, J Mac is probably one of the best people to trade from because he's got a really balanced team, uh, but you got to fall in love with some of these players. Some of these players are kind of more in the middle league range. You know, Derek Henry not much of a pass catcher. Um, Austin Eckler was the backup for LA. Um, you know, obviously now he's the starter, but he, he, he wasn't like the obvious starter after the bat. James Connor kind of deals with some injury issues. Um, so definitely got to be in love with the player, but I think he's definitely someone to trade from uh, being at the second position at 99. And then 100, uh, is of course, David camp, uh, David, who ended up being really, uh, he, he has the number one tight end at Travis Kelsey. Um, he's fifth at receiver. So that's Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, Julio, or I'm sorry, Julian Edelman and Tyler Boyd. (coughs) He's seventh at quarterback with Josh Allen, uh, seventh at defense with the Chicago bears, and then eighth at running back with Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley, Deandre Swift and cream hunt. So Josh Jacobs, I think is going to have a massive season. Um, I'm not sure about Todd Gurley. Uh, he ended up keeping Todd Gurley. Um, and I'm not, too sure about DeAndre Swift or Ken. I think DeAndre Swift could be a real baller. Um, he's, he was hurt and cream hunt is obviously a, like probably the number one backup in the league. Um, but, but could be a baller. So that was a draft. How do you think about that analysis? I wasn't too mean on anybody, was I? No, no.
1: Very, very good. Um, you know, a lot of really good teams, a lot of deep teams, totally. um, definitely going to be a good year. Um, not, not too top heavy either. I think the top couple guys, you know, the the guys at the bottom could definitely catch up in a few ways. Yeah,
0: and- majority of the league, honestly, if if <coughs> Crandall didn't have you know, Fournette, like it would end up, he would end up being like a 91, 92 type player and the entire league is within eight points of each other right? per fantasy pro. So I, like, I think we have a really even league this year and I'm really excited about it. Alright, so now we are going to do a segment that we'd like to end each of these uh, with called Back It Up. So I'm going to have you back up a player. Back So this week, I'm going to have you back up Zeke. So you ended up keeping Zeke with your your ninth overall pick. Um, I think that's great value. But the problem I have with Zeke is Dak Prescott. So Dak isn't necessarily completely uh, dependent of his value. You know, there's you don't necessarily have to have a perfect quarterback to have a great running back. But I think for a player like Zeke, he's got to have some. He's got to have a great quarterback. What do you think about Dak? Or do you think that that really went into your decision making on Zeke?
1: Well, it, it definitely did. I think you know, this last year has been a Dak circus, you know, with contract negotiations. And, um, you know, I think, you know, a running back success kind of vice versa relies a lot on the passing game. Can can Dak get the ball to guys? Can he push it down the field and put it in the air? Um, cause Zeke's four years in, I mean, even though I think he's still a top two to three running back in the league, um, you know, it gets easy to figure guys out when your passing game, um, isn't up to par. So I, I hope this year, I hope, um, you know, Dak comes out firing, I think, for himself and the Cowboys that has to happen for them to be successful. I think even if he doesn't, I think Zeke will still give me some good points and yeah. some good some good use. But the other thing Dak he's already had COVID, too. He's already had right. COVID
0: too. So it's not like you're gonna, you know, worry about him getting sick.
1: Exactly. And that's something that was kind of funny. Um I even thought about when I when I kept him. But I love Zeke. I think if he can keep his head on straight and if that can produce um, it, it could be a really, really good year, not only for Zeke and Dak, but, but for the Cowboys as much as I hate to say it. So, all right. Do you um, like his,
0: like, you like his tummy shirts? That's what I call them. <laughs> right. Right. Do you you know, like if, that? I
1: had, <laughs> if I had those abs, I would do it too. You know yeah. me. Um, I would definitely rock it. Uh, he does but, look
0: pretty cool. He looks like he, I would be afraid if I saw a dude built like that. You know what I mean? Like completely okay with you scraping up his, his stomach. He's completely fine with it. Cause he's going to make you pay for that. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> like
1: no, no doubt. He's you're, you're going to feel it and you're going to see the nose rings too. You know, yeah. the nose ring, and <laughs> the nose ring ab combo is exactly. something I'm, I'm not trying to mess with. It looks kind of like a
0: hippie in a different way. I'm sure. He I'm does. sure like he you does. could dress him to look like a hippie. Yeah. Maybe an old soul, you know? Exactly. <laughs> well, I like the pick. I had to make you back it up. Cause I'm not crazy about Dak. I, everybody keeps saying that he's like a top two quarterback in our league I just don't I don't buy it like I think he's I a decent either. like quarterback but he was like kind of the obvious backup until you know Tony Romo started to you know Tony Romo got hurt they threw in Dak and they had success it wasn't like they were you know ecstatic about Dak and he was like their next starter it was like it was a backup situation you know anyway exactly to and, to you. you know
1: him being from you know Mississippi State wasn't exactly a highly touted guy like you said it was really Romo going down and I I think you got to look at the eye test, you know, people can say, well, he wins games, but you know, the eye test, I I think there's a solid 10 quarterbacks possibly in the league that um, I would rather have than than Dak. But you know, he, he, if he can win you games and he can, give you a few plays down the stretch, then maybe he's worth it, but I I don't buy
0: it either. I'm with you on that. Well, cool. So that is it for our podcast. We went a little long today. I hope you end up uh, getting caught up in traffic and that ends up making you listen to the podcast more. Thank you, Tom, for joining us. I'm glad we were able to sit down and make this work.
1: Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for this year.
0: And uh, everybody, hope you end up spending all your waiver wire money before uh, the beginning of the season so that I can have all of your backups. Um, <laughs> now, hope you guys end up enjoying your time. Make sure you watch some Hard Knocks. Uh, it was pretty interesting this last week, and uh, hope you have a good week. We'll probably uh, go ahead and do our next show right during week one. Uh, we'll, we'll bring someone on and do our week one analysis, but all right. Well, I hope you guys have a great great week. Thank you.